Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. everyone you are listening to voice of oroha we are very glad that we are back for season three and this time we have very special episodes and programs for the seasons so stay tuned and watch our social media and uh, as well youtube this is another channel that will be added to our our media of uh, voice of oroha keep update and visit our social media instagram facebook twitter and linkedin to know about the latest uh, update and who is coming the next uh, guest of the show. I would love uh, warmly to start and greeting my co-host uh, colleagues of this episode today, Luis Press. How are you, Luis? Hey, Koji, and I'm really glad to be back in season three. It's been a while for us, but really excited to see that, you know, the new programs and the new shows that we have this season. So glad to see everyone here as well. Awesome, very welcome, very welcome. Juan, how are you doing? Hey, Kajian, I'm really excited, really happy. We got a brand new logo, so it's, it's everything is just incredible and really happy to have our first guest of the season here with us tonight. So looking forward and hope you guys enjoy this um, amazing experience. Yes, definitely. So not just the logo, there was a lot of surprises coming through and the new members of the team that will be joining. So all that, if you watch and follow our social media channels, you will know who are they and the coming soon. <laughs> so for further ado, I will hear, have a warm greeting and welcome our first guest. And it will be also honor for us to have you on the first episode of the season three. I would introduce her name and give her the mic to introduce yourself. Birgit, how are you? Welcome. Kira, thank you, Kordren. I'm really good. Thank you. And thank you so much for inviting me um, to Voice of Aroha. And really excited that you're kicking off season three. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Very welcome. And we are glad that we have you in our uh, first uh, episode of the season three. And also it's... um, very looking forward for the conversation that we will have today about the programs. So, Birgit, uh, I know you personally, you are so active in many ways, so I would really want it from a long time to bring you to the show, but I will give you the mic if you can introduce you briefly to the audience who are listening to, to us today. Thank you. Um, Kira Tato, everyone. My name is Birgit Grafrand Watungwa. I'm currently the National Program Manager for Host Aotearoa or Host International Aotearoa, the umbrella organization for the Community Refugee Sponsorship Program. 
I came to New Zealand about 20 years ago as a migrant. And ever since I've been in New Zealand, I've worked um, particularly in the not-for-profit sector, specifically with migrants and former refugees, and have worked in Hamilton, Auckland, and now our beautiful capital in Wellington. So looking forward to talking a little bit more about the work um, we do at Host International Aotearoa and particularly the Community Refugee Sponsorship Program. Very welcome. That's nice. So... First question before I go to the main program, it's how do you find Wellington? I love Wellington. Absolutely love it. I think it's a great mix <laughs> of, you know, arts and politics, but, you know, diversity is increasing. Coming from Auckland, that was something I had to get used to. It wasn't as diverse as Auckland, but I think it's slowly changing as well. So really excited um, working here. And yes. so much easier to get around to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's correct. And we have too many restaurants in the Wellington. So that's something I think is famous. So I heard that if you Google it, is we have more restaurants than New York. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for real. <laughs> that's what they say, Juan. So maybe Google it. <laughs> that's don't, tr don't trust Google. Like, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe. But for a coffee addict like me, it's great. I love the cafe culture in Wellington. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. So, Bigot, uh, we know that recently there was a very important uh, program who have been. Um, uh, there, which is uh, the sponsorship uh, program within the host Aotearoa. Can you tell us like a little bit, what, what is this program? Absolutely happy to. So the Community Refugee Sponsorship Program, or the course program for short, um, is a program that is an extended pilot of the initial pilot where four organizations in New Zealand became approved sponsors and resettled 24 refugees um, across Aotearoa. And out of the pilot, um, Immigration New Zealand did an evaluation of the program. And part of the feedback was that the organizations that were involved in the pilot really wanted an umbrella organization as a go-to to support them through the process both in terms of applying and getting ready for the arrival of the refugees and then working alongside them when the refugees arrive. And so host International Aotearoa has been really fortunate to be that organization that was appointed as the umbrella organization. And I was appointed in October last year as the national program manager. And as you know, we've also appointed um, a team of staff that are supporting the program because it's a national program just because the team is mainly based in Wellington and Auckland doesn't mean that, you know, we really want to um, reach all corners of New Zealand with the program because we think it is such an exciting opportunity for wider community to get involved in um, the resettlement of refugees. As we know, New Zealand resettles um, 1,500 refugees through the quota refugee program every year. It has a family support um, reunification category and at the same time there is now the um, extended pilot as a complementary pathway of bringing refugees to New Zealand through the course program and what we really like about the program what we're really passionate about the program is that it gets the wider community involved so community organizations go through an application process to becoming approved sponsor organizations and they are then the ones supporting refugees when they come here 
to settle in New Zealand and to connect them to their wider community, engage them with mana whenua, which I think is a really important aspect of the resettlement process, and walk alongside um, refugee whanau or an individual over the two years that the sponsoring organizations are formally supporting um, a family to resettle here. Well, that, that was an amazing insight of what the, uh, the whole you know sponsorship program is is all about. But you brought up like so many different topics that I really, really want to unpack. And one of those was to reach out to different corners of Aotearoa. And I myself, like in the past, I was in Otago and I've been to Invercargill, Timaru and Omaru, and I have seen how the resettlement works in these different areas. And also the needs, it's just the different needs, but the needs that you have here in Wellington, in Auckland and in Hamilton, where you have a lot of, you know, organizations supporting, you know, these new families. But when it comes to those small places, what is this strategy? How you guys are going to tackle that? That's that's one of the questions that I have. Yeah, and that's a really good question. And I think that's um, what the Community Refugee Sponsorship Program is really about as well. So we do have um, organizations in some of those regions, and we even have organizations considering the program in regions where we haven't had any um, quarter refugees being resettled. And so there part of the application process is showing that they have those connections to the wider community and understanding what support services might be available that they can then um, link the refugees into. Another aspect to the community refugee sponsorship program that's probably a bit different to other um, settlement is that while the refugees are still offshore and they are going through um, the pathway um, of, you know, the immigration pathway once they've been um, selected for the program or they've been nominated for the program. What we're trying to achieve as the umbrella organization as well, that they're really well informed or informed enough um, about what region in New Zealand they might be going to. Because I think that's often the difficulty as well is that maybe they have an image of Auckland in their mind or they have an image of Wellington in their mind. And so our role as the umbrella organization is working alongside the sponsor organizations or the sponsor groups to make sure that refugees have um, the, you know, the foundation, some of that knowledge to start with, to make an informed decision to come coming to New Zealand, what it might mean um, living in Blenheim compared to Auckland or what employment opportunities are in those regions. So they really can make an informed decision where they're being um, resettled. The other aspect is, of course, and I completely understand what you're saying, Louise, and I think that's why what organizations that want to become part of the program need to demonstrate that they have connections to, to wider community, to wider community organizations, so that they are the, the go-between, so to speak, um, outside their core organization to that wider community. So if the sponsors stop their support after two years, the refugee fano or the individual really feels connected to their wider community and doesn't have that feeling, oh, I need to go somewhere else where I might get better support or where there are other members of my, my community. And so the, sure. the refugee is always at the core of the program. And so whatever the sponsor organizations do support them is around empowering the refugees to make the decisions 
with the knowledge that they have and that the sponsors support them with and that we can support the sponsors as well. That That's awesome, Margaret, awesome. I just have maybe two questions after each other. First, if you can give us a little bit like examples, who are those community groups? Because I get reached out by community members. Is it business groups? Is it nonprofit groups? Like kind of which is it who are eligible to apply? And the second thing is about uh, uh, people get misunderstand about umbrella organization. Is it the decisions to be made by the umbrella or is by ministry? Okay, great questions. Thanks, Kodrian. So to answer your first question about the sponsor groups, they have to be a legal entity. And that could be an incorporated society, a charitable trust, but it could also be a business or a faith-based organization, any organization that is registered. Uh, currently, we do have a wide range of um, organizations that are interested. Some are faith-based organizations, some are ethnic background communities, some are refugee-led organizations. We also have one or two businesses that are interested. And it's all across the country and also really ranges in size of the organizations. We have some really big, large organizations that are, you know, national organizations. And we have some some smaller groups that are local to a specific region. And within those groups, it's then a group of volunteers who often get involved in the actual um, delivery and the practical aspects of the course program. And sometimes we also have organizations that are working in partnerships. So again, as long as there is one legal entity that functions as um, the organization that applies for the program, they might work in partnership with other organizations who might have the experience of working in the space, or they might have an organization that has the finances that can support the sponsorship. So different models um, that we're really encouraging and looking at how that could work in the extended pilot. And um, for the second one? Yeah, to answer your second question, it's um, the role of the umbrella organization is to really coach sponsoring organizations through all aspects and all stages of the sponsorship journey. So that already starts with organizations considering whether this is something they want to do. We can talk to them about that. We support them through the application process. Once they have applied and if they get approved as a sponsoring organization, we continue to work alongside them. And in, in those phases, once they are approved, It's around providing training and resources and support to them so that they are prepared for when the refugees arrive in terms of all the knowledge that they need to have, the skill sets. Some of them, of course, already have that. So we're just here to really engage and support and provide the training that they may still need. Some may need additional cross-cultural training. Others may have not worked with refugees before, making sure that... Um, we're working within a trauma-informed framework, but always with a focus on making um, life better for refugees here and that the refugees are at the core and have a voice and it's their needs that are met so that the sponsoring organizations support them um, 
to achieve their goals and their dreams. And we're here in the background as well to making sure that's culturally appropriate and that all the stages of that settlement happen as well. So what happens is when refugees come to New Zealand, they don't come through the Mangare Refugee Resettlement Centre. They come straight into the community. And so it's the responsibility of the sponsoring groups to welcome them, to provide an orientation, and to then provide that ongoing practical support around um, registering them for health services, but also how does the health system work in New Zealand? The same with education and the same with employment. And the advantage is that they're supporting the refugees over two years. They have some time that they can provide that information and support them through that journey. And again, we're in the background supporting them with resources, information and advice, and also encouraging sponsoring organizations that are approved that, you know, they work alongside each other and support each other because everyone has something to contribute. Every organization has different skills and experiences, and we really want to bring them together so they can share that among themselves and create a really strong community of practice among the approved sponsors. That's awesome. Thank you. Very good. It's another common question come across in the, in a community when they hear about the program. Is it eligible for the family members to bring? That's a really good question, and it's a really tricky one as well. Um, so the Community Refugee Sponsorship Program really is designed um, for wider communities to be involved in resettling refugees who may not otherwise be eligible to resettle in New Zealand or, you know, don't qualify for other programs. So there's some um, guidelines around what refugees qualify for the program. And that's around that they have to be mandated refugees. They also need to live in a region that UNHCR resettles from and Immigration New Zealand resettle from. And the principal applicant needs to have a basic level of English, have to have three years work experience or a qualification that require two years of study and be between 18 and 45. So the criteria also is that they're not eligible for any of the family support categories. So that's where the lines are quite blurred in the program. And so that's the point where, because we're the umbrella organization for the uh, for the program, we're really supporting sponsoring organizations. If individuals or people have questions around whether you know their families would qualify for this program or are eligible for another um, immigration category, then they probably it's best if they talk to Immigration New Zealand or immigration advisors. If I, for example, if I'm an organization that I want to bring, you know, new families to the country, how do I find those families? What is my network? Uh, I just like to understand how I have to like, you know, reach out to these, you know, families. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for that. Um, there are two pathways in the course extended pilot in New Zealand. Um, one pathway is that an organization can nominate um, refugee whanau or individuals. We, for example, have some organizations that might have worked overseas, have, a, you know, relationships or not networks overseas with people that they've worked with in the past and want to bring them to New Zealand. 
The other pathway is a UNHCR mandated or um, matched pathway, not mandated, matched pathway where UNHCR identifies refugees that um, are eligible for this program and that are who are at high risk um, in the location that they're currently in. And so the UNH, as soon as we have an organization that is happy to be matched um, with a refugee or an individual with a refugee individual or a family, UNHCR and Immigration New Zealand will then work on the logistics of um, matching them with that family that they're then going to support here in New Zealand. Just a reminder for the team that there is around six minutes left. If any other of you have a questions before, I will leave mic to you, Juan, before I ask my last question. Go ahead, Juan. Yes, yes. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for um, coming joining join in with us today. I do, you mentioned the Treaty of Waitangi. Um, I would like to know a bit more about what does, what does the treaty uh, mean in your organization? Great question. I think as a newcomer to New Zealand myself and many of my staff as well, I think it's really important that we're honoring um, Te Tiriti o Waitangi as the founding document of New Zealand, which has shaped um, the future of other people being welcomed to New Zealand. And so that's why in our work, we really think that it's an um, important that we honor that. And we're still on this explorative journey in terms of what that means for this particular program. But as I said earlier, I think it's really important you know, it, um, there are really important principles that I think apply um, and are really important in the refugee resettlement as well. We're working... You, with, sorry. you give us some examples of, yeah. of that? Yeah, but just one thing I wanted to say, for example, you know, we're working with refugees from communities that might be indigenous to their own, in their own countries as well. So would have a really strong understanding of what it means to be indigenous people of the land. And in their cases, they might have to had to flee for political or whatever reasons. And so that principle around protection and living in a safe space in New Zealand where they're being welcomed um, to live, I think is a really important aspect. Another aspect I think is around the participation. And again, that's why I think the Community Refugee Sponsorship Program is so exciting because it is all about participation. It's about helping refugees connect to their wider community, to services in their community, to help them understand the history and the culture of New Zealand and that bicultural past. And I think that's why the Maori culture is so important as well, so that they have a really um, wider view of um you know, the richness of what New Zealand is today, despite some, you know, of the troubles, I think it's also really positive because through the Community Refugee Sponsorship Programme, we're hoping that they have better opportunities to participate. So that participation is another really important aspect. Thank you awesome. for that. I think I think that it's a great, um, it's a great thing that you guys are doing, taking, uh, taking, uh, putting the Treaty of Watangi into consideration is is um and implementing it in, into your organization is 
is really valuable, not only for you, but as well for the for the people out there as well. Thank you. And I think, you know, as I said, we're on a learning journey and the whole team is really committed. And that's why we really want um, to bring people on board who can work with us, you know, that we we learn while we're also implementing what that might look like in the future. Mm. So we're really excited about um, those opportunities. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. So, Tim, you are coming kind of at the end, last three minutes. Luis, you have a last question or all good with you? Yeah, no, it just it just came to my mind, the one that I was going to ask. Um, so what are the obligations for those communities or these organizations that want to bring, you know, former refugees to, to Aotearoa? You said you mentioned that it was like a two years kind of like program that they have to take care of the new funnel. But what are, what are, what are the, you know, obligations that, you know, you have to you know, show them around, like uh, register them in, in the GP. I, I don't know what, what are those obligations that's made. Yeah, exactly. Things like that. So as part of the application process, the sponsoring organizations um, complete an application form, but they also develop a settlement plan. And the settlement plan really outlines their thinking around what support they might be able to provide when the refugee family arrives in New Zealand, and that's around um, housing. So they need to um, provide housing to start with. Um, they need to furnish a house and they need to financially support the family for the first four to six weeks until their benefit payments come through. So sponsored refugees are also entitled to benefits the same as quota refugees but there's often a gap between you know when they arrive here until they've applied and those payments come through so that's where the sponsoring organization is really responsible financially to supporting the family and that's also then the time when they start um, registering them with IRD and working income and helping them set up bank accounts you know what you said as well registering them with health providers if they have children registering them for schools or supporting them to register at schools because we really want this to be inclusive and to, to make sure the refugee families has you know has choices that they can make in terms of where they enroll the children at school or what places of worship might be available to them so it's all the practical support that they're su supporting them with and financial support at the beginning and then over the two years is probably more practical and social support where they're then connecting them to the wider community where you know they can um, facilitate that learning around what life in New Zealand is like how to find work in New Zealand all these kind of aspects um, so they don't need to find a job for them but they're supporting them in finding work by you know, looking at um, their CV or connecting them to organizations that can support them. Uh, thanks for your answer. It's really like, uh, I've been learning a lot. I've been taking a lot of notes right here. Um, I, I was just wondering, like thinking about different, you know, resettlement models. This model to me sounds like a, kind of like the model that we should follow if it is successful in the next, you know, in the coming years, because, the other model, as we face some issues in the other one, so this one sounds like, wow, this is amazing because it's the community that's welcoming the new family. 
and that's very important to be connected to a new community and having that connections having those networks is something that us we take a lot of time to develop so having those support from the ground you know that's that's so important to me and and that's when i'm trying to understand this model i'm like wow this business model i said this is a model and i'm like this could work yeah that's what we're hoping and we're working really hard on that because there's only a small number of countries that currently um offers the community sponsorship model and of course canada is one of the best known examples who've been doing um, the community sponsorship program for for many years and have resettled of course many many people through the program and so we're really excited that um we've come on board with um, the program currently with the extended pilot in Aotearoa as well. And I have to say, we've had amazing support from other organizations, but all, also other countries who've gone through the journey or also exploring the program in their own country. So that's been amazing being connected globally and learning from them as well, how the program works in their countries. But then at the same time, making sure that the program here is really embedded in our local cultural context as well. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, we are coming to end of the time. I think we also passed the time, but it's fine because the conversation is really interesting. So we'd love to learn more. So I will leave you with the last question for you, Birgit, about where the audience, the people can find more information about the program and also how they can contact you and the organization. Thank you. Um, so we've got a website about the program and it's refugeesponsorship.org.nz. And on that page, there is a link to our contact. So all our um, contact details are on there as well. Um, but our email address is sponsor at hostinternational.org.nz. So they can contact us that way as well. We're also on social media with host international Aotearoa so um, we're on LinkedIn on Facebook YouTube and Instagram and so um, people can find us that way as well we've got some information sessions coming up about the program so they're advertised there if people want to find out more and they can also find out more about a few of the other programs particularly around employment support for refugees that the organization offers and happy to have a chat to anyone was interested to finding out more about the program that's awesome thank you which we will share as well the website and the that you mentioned it also in our social media pages so the people who follow our pages can also that's great thank on you that. so just i said last question was one more do you know when is the first group arriving to Otero? no we don't know yet because we've mm -hmm. only had a small number of approved sponsoring organizations uh -huh. and so they are now going through that phase of nominating um or working on um the pathway for the refugee resettlement so it might take a few more months before the first um people yeah. will arrive but yeah watch the space we're super excited and as i said we've got you know another meeting coming up this week and might get a few more approved organizations on board so we can start the refugee resettlement journey that's great we wish you all the best and the luck from your journey and for you may you doing it's really important and we look forward to welcome the new people in our beautiful land of Aotearoa and we will be following maybe get some interviews with them to see how is the system working the program if that would really be fantastic for them mm -hmm. 
Birgit, on me, for me and on the team, on behalf of the team, really want to thank you so much for the opportunity for coming to the show and for your time, being generous for us, even if we pass the time, but it was really useful information to share with us and the audience. My so, pleasure. Thank you so much. And Kiora, well done. Thank you. Kiora, and thank you. It was lovely. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes, audience, so we are coming to the end of the program. It was very lovely chat talking about community sponsorship program. If you need more information, we will share the website and the details on the social media pages so you can visit and talk and connect directly to them and ask your questions more. It is really nice program to have um, to bring more former refugees who are really need a safe a place to live in. It's a kind of a good humanitarian program from New Zealand government. Uh, I want to thank as well my co-host Luis Perez and Juan as well. Thank you so much, guys. It was wonderful to start the episodes of the season three together. And people, don't go away so far. We are having more episodes coming soon. So stay tuned and watch our social media page. For now, I tell you goodbye and have a lovely, lovely if it's day or night whenever you listen to this episode. Bye-bye. program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.